Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. As you know, here at The Coffee Breakup with Marvin and myself, we take mental health very seriously, especially when it comes to therapy. It can be awkward, but the beauty of our sponsorship now with BetterHelp is the accessibility that you get literally over your phone or on the computer, however it is that you need to communicate with someone at BetterHelp to get that therapy that you need. So without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. If you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress, whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and The Coffee Breakup listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash The Coffee Breakup. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash The Coffee Breakup. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. If everybody likes you, you're not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Like you're not really like, like, and then also it's impossible. So you might as well just get up there as long as you're happy with what it is you're saying. Yes. That's, that's the it. thing. Be yeah. yourself. Be like, bring what you, like, whatever you bring to the table, make sure it's genuine. What's up, everybody? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Coffee Breakup, starring Christian Vieira and Marvin Jones. <laughs> so if you're watching this, please like the video down below, subscribe, ring the notification bell so you're up to date with everything. We have a bunch of content that's coming out, and I don't even know what days are coming out anymore. So if you're not subscribed, you're not, you won't know, you won't you know, know what's going on. You won't know either. Um, if you're on the go, listen to us on Spotify and iTunes, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. Website, coffeebreakup.com. When in doubt, go to the website. You'll find us everywhere. Everything. That being said. Nice little guest today, Brittany Brave. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You said it's it's Brittany Brave. I also like Brittany Brave works too. So so, do you know that he's German? No. There you go. I have an accent. You're going to hear it over here. That's what that accent is. Okay. I just heard it hard. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Certain words, it'll come out. Love it. Love it. I'm um, I'm Italian and my grandmother my whole life would always be like, it's not Brittany. She was always like, it's Brittany. It's Brittany. (laughs) Brittany. Yeah. So I was like, he must have spoken to my dead grandmother. Um, (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably probably Italian too. You got Italian in your zone? My mom. Do you really? My mom is Italian, actually. There we go. She has Italian in her in her family. There so we go. Get goes on. I killed your sister. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Brittany? Nothing. Nothing. I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. I mm-hmm. uh, I was watching. You're a comedian, right? I am. Full time? Uh, yes, for the most part. Okay. How's that going? 
great. No, no, it's it's incredible. It's going very well, okay. but you know that that gap between uh, your artistry, the compensation for your artistry, and the opportunities trying to trying to narrow that gap. I'm in it. I'm yeah. I'm in the lather right now. I think I'm close, but I pay my bills through comedy for the most part. Let okay. me say that for the most part. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we we need nine to fives, so yeah, <laughs> we need nine to fives, and then we're doing this. Yeah, yeah I legit just got fired from a nine to five, which is amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's just gonna light a fire under your butt for you to continue exactly. working harder. Yeah. Dude, yeah. best thing that happened. I had taken it out of like, oh, I just kind of want some security. I want to just have this just so I can freely do comedy. And yeah. I knew it was a mistake, and it was just such a shit show. And literally, when they fired me, I like tweeted a joke about it. Went viral. Got picked up on BuzzFeed. Won the best comic thing. Like it was like so. I think the universe was like. Yeah. One door closed and a whole mall <laughs> open. Oh, so it's like a garage door open. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. So um, so yeah. And then I it was like the wake up call I needed that I was like, hey, even if you're broke or you're struggling, I think your focus just needs to be comedy right now and like just push through. Yeah, and go all out. in. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So good thing. It's and, a good thing. And I also think that we're in a in a generation where we have so much outlets that we can create. Yeah, and so like, like, like you had the tweet that went viral. Like yep. say that ten years ago, and they're gonna be like, "What is it? What tweet? does that yeah. mean? What is this tweeter that people are talking exactly. about?" Exactly. You see, so, so like you yeah. had that. Like now we have so much control to really dive into what we want to do. And yeah, make yeah, it work. we really do. I think it's um as as a comedian, I feel like as if it's a double edged sword, right? Because I feel like now there's so many different ways you can go viral and you can break, mm -hmm. but in the same token too, you can be it's overwhelming as well too because <laughs> you kind of have to be present on all of these channels but then again the upside is like a TikTok could take off a tweet could take off you know anything somebody yeah. could or, or the traditional way somebody sees you live and loves you and then it goes from there so true. yeah yeah awesome. yeah that's true um so how long have you been in the in the business in the industry in the business in the business the do, do, they, do they call that too and for comedy they, they, i do yeah sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i do like weird shit and i'm like that's just showbiz baby <laughs> Hey. And they're like, that's alcoholism, Brittany. Um, yeah. Just kidding. No, um, I've been uh, I've been involved in comedy just about and acting in some facet my entire life. Okay. Um, I've been doing it, doing it for now three years. Like, you know, okay, casting the net to the wayside, going to fully do this. Um, but prior to comedy, I actually worked in the music business behind the scenes as a publicist and a manager. So I've been in the entertainment. I've done a lot of cocaine. That's what I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to say. Yeah. I've done it up. the only way. I've yeah. lost a lot of morals. You know, way. I know a lot of people know. Um, yeah, I, I would say three years has been okay. uh, doing it, doing it. In, in the biz. In the biz. In the biz, okay. yeah. And do you think this is something like that's something you've fallen in now? Like this is what you want to do? Hundred percent. How'd yeah. you how'd you find yourself yeah. there? Like what what about like comedy? Did you just find yourself always being funny, or did yeah. something just say, or did maybe did you fall in love with it? You're like I want to do this. Yeah, I you know I don't know the exact moment because my entire life I've been surrounded by comedy. Honestly, like I I always gravitated towards it. I come from a really funny eccentric family. Um, we dealt with a lot of hard things and a lot of trauma by using comedy. Like we all have very great big senses of humor. Yeah. Um, and then just from an early age was a, a pain in the ass, was a ham, like just always wanted, I was throwing, I was always throwing comedy shows and talk shows for my parents when I was like four or five years old. And my mom put me in dance and then from there, that was it. But I mean, it, it took a second to kind of get real with myself about that wanting to be what I, what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and what I, what I can do, you sure. know, I come from immigrant Italian parents who were very like, 
you need a safe job, pay your bills, do that, do that. Structured so, almost like. Structured, yeah. Do you think yeah. that's Italian or you just think that that's the older generation because that's what we were raised on. Like yeah. work, get married, buy a house, More yep. retire at 60, yeah. live off your pension or whatever's left. There. Like that yeah. was the American dream yeah. at one point. Yeah. So maybe that wasn't just an Italian thing. It was it's, more so. It's a, I think you're right. I think it's older sure. generations, immigrant generations. Um, and I think it's just playing it safe and it's, it's because of the sacrifices that my mom and my dad and my grandparents and everybody made that I'm able to do this now. But I don't think, like my father, his dad passed away when he was 17 and then he had to take care of himself and his five siblings. So getting to be an artist wasn't really- True. You know what I mean? Which it wasn't really on his radar, but that does trickle down. Like for a while it took me, it took me a second to realize like, I can do this. This is a real job. Why yeah. am I not, why am I not doing this? You know? Right. Yeah. And I'm happy you found your passion in, in, in comedy. Do you feel like it's it's traditionally more of like a, a male industry for the most part? Is there, there's a lot of male comedians, is there not? Has it been hard for you kind of yeah, breaking, it, it, not breaking into it, but because they're all female Or comedians. any challenges that maybe you, you've you've uh, ran into because you're of a your woman. Gender. 100%, really? yeah, it's a, it's a boys club, mm. it is, you know, and I, th I think it has been. I definitely think that the tables are turning now when we're seeing more female voices being paid attention to yeah. and being mm -hmm. heard. And I think people realize for a long time that there's only so long you can go listening to straight men talk about jerking off another belly button. Yeah. And you're like, mm, <laughs> we're gonna need to hear something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need to adjust. there's yeah. another side of the story yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so I just, what I really think is happening is the playing field's getting leveled now. Like it was male voices for so long. And now people are like, hey, there's a whole other side to, and non-binary and, and you know, just all of these other things, wanna. everything, everything. Um, yeah, it is. I think I think a lot of industries, I think our uh, our society has been male dominated. The people in power for a long time, the people getting paid the most have been men. Um, and now I think, you know, if you're not opening your eyes to the fact that that should be women, you're kind of getting left behind. That is true. You know, you, yeah, get you, with you, it, you right? sound ignorant. Stop. Yeah. Like whenever I hear women aren't funny, I'm like, where have you been? Like, what right. are you talking yeah, about? I, I, like, I feel like that's what probably the, the the consensus was before. It's like, well, why why would I want to listen to a woman? Women aren't funny. Like they just yeah. cook and clean and stuff. Like that was like what it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about it. Like the old mindset. It's like yeah. no, yes. she just doesn't do anything. She just stays there. Yeah, and yeah. Looks Don't pretty. say anything. Like, women were quiet in general. Like mm. it was like shut up, bitch. Like get in the kitchen. Like but it was, and yeah. this was the tradition. Is like the man goes out to make the money. The sure. woman stays home and just keeps the peace, cooks, cleans, raises the kids. And it's like she could be hilarious but you're not giving her a chance to talk. Or like, there's even you know, the whole uh, Harvey Weinstein thing where it's like he was oh. taking advantage of all these women and mm -hmm. it's like, this is just part of the industry. You just got to do it. And then they had to stay quiet. And you're like, if you look at it now, you're like, you're like, what the hell were you, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, yeah. You took advantage all these years because women never had a voice. Women, uh, they, they weren't being listened to. Nobody cared for mm -hmm. what they had. To, so it's now it's like, oh, well, maybe we should start because look at all this other crap that one we're finding and two, all the opportunities that... Like you, yeah. you become a comedian. Like no, back then, no one would have even thought that that would be. An oh, idea. they would have been like, "What a harlot!" Like, yeah. what yeah. Like, oh. who is she banging again? Who up is there? she with that <laughs> yeah. pink lipstick and those dirty jokes? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah. yeah. But it's no, and to your point, and it's something that breaks my heart, and I'm super passionate about. And I wish this for more women, not only in arts and entertainment, but beyond. Like, don't be quiet come forward with this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And and now is the time and it's gonna take a second to transition and for us to get comfortable. But yes, for, for that's why those movements were important. Like Me Too and Time's Up yeah. and things like that. And 
there's a lot of opinions about it and certain things got out of control. Nothing's ever clear and black and white. It, but was a little, it went to extremes. A absolutely. Bit. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we still need to have due process and open conversation and hear each other out. But to that point, it was like, yeah, for so long, women stayed quiet because even when we opened our mouths, we weren't believed. We were called crazy. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. yeah. And it's not right. And it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's extremely irritating. Can you imagine? Back in the, yeah, not even back in the days. So very recently, it was like, oh, Two what years you have ago. to say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, where it's just like, you'll wait, the, 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 what you have to say weighs less than, than, Maybe the same thing that a man would say, just because of who you are, like as a as a yeah, person, yeah, yeah, gender. It's crazy. So I think this the world that we live in now is changing so much. And mm -hmm. do what you a time think that now? Um, I mean, this is a little bit arrogant to ask because you know how now there's like it's not just you're already so self aware by saying that I love you. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's you know how there's like we were raised with two genders, like two sexes, a male mm -hmm. and a female. And now it's like you can pick whatever you want to be. Mm -hmm. Do you think? And and it sounds arrogant because I know that if I say, well, do you think that now they're choosing because it, it allows them to decide their future or it's just like the whole natural of like, well, I feel like a man in a woman's body or mm. vice versa. Like there's a lot of angles mm. that I think that I get, it can get taken. I think so, too. I I can't fully speak to it because it's not something that I've personally right, experienced. Right. Um, but I would assume, I, I, would, I would think it's probably both. It's probably now both, right? being afforded the freedom more than ever to be whatever it is that you are. To take and control, I, I To think. take control, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and which is which is a great thing, and it's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, and it's going to be sloppy as we move in that direction. Sure. But it, the fact that we even have the choice yeah, the, the fact that women can even get on stage because there was hundreds and hundreds of years ago we couldn't, or the fact that we do have the choice to be like, I'm not comfortable in this gender or in this body, and I want to be able to have the freedom to change that. That's already that's already huge. Yeah. Did you ever face like any discouragement um, starting off, and and then and how did you overcome that to say, well, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyways? Yeah, I think we call that haters. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you ain't got haters, you ain't doing something Look right. Look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> they know who they are. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. For sure. I um, I remember first starting off in the scene and uh, people, are, people are mean. It's it's a mean scene and stuff like that. Like I definitely remember. I started in New York, which is it's rough. It's rough. It's when, did rough. You, when did you first start? How old were you when you first started? Um, I mean, I started improv and sketch when I was in like, I started acting in elementary school. Oh, improv in sixth grade sketch in sixth grade i've really been doing improv my whole life and then stand-up i started very late 2017 but didn't really start doing it till mid 2018 so yeah For, forgive my ignorance improv, no. improv is like when you just what is improv like, unscripted a, oh like just kind of going with willy-nilly the make-em-ups is what i call well, it well this yeah. guy carlos when he was here he, yeah, he, he, he used yeah. who's lining it any anyway as uh as an example who's like yes. anyway have you ever seen that no it's with okay so the host is on the side and then there's there's four people and pretty much they have like different like sections or different segments mm -hmm. and they'll be like oh we're gonna do this on this segment no and then way. they'll read a card and they're like oh what's something that you can say to your wife but you can't say like uh, you know to other people or whatever so then like they'd go and they just like reenact certain yeah oh, wow. like on the fly i feel like that is even the hard is that the hardest part of comedy or it's it, i think they're all hard for different sure, reasons sure. it depends what comes naturally to you um yeah, yeah. there's a level of creativity that you yeah. have to have to quick be like, you gotta be yeah. on the go i credit improv like my focus right now is more on stand-up and acting and like producing and things like that i credit improv for every i, I feel like anytime i kill on stage i'm like it's because of those 15 years of improv just i can handle anything you're comfortable I got like it. on the fly you're, yeah, you're yeah. comfortable and i found my 
comedic voice through improv. So yeah, improv is any kind of comedy that's unscripted, basically. Got it, got it. And then sketches like SNL and then stand up mm. is obviously just solo a comic, set up punch, set up punch, a little bit more of a persona. You know. The more yeah. you know. Yeah, the more you know. The more I, you I, know. I uh I had no idea. So I was you know, I I've never really been too much into comedy in terms of like the stand ups and all that mm. stuff like that. So I was just curious how it works. Well it's great because you're meeting your new favorite comedian yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, so it's amazing out. for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I'm I Look, I got him. Hey. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um so in terms of your your career and, and you know, trying to be this breakthrough com- comedian and, and you are, you know, you're doing great. Uh how does how do relationships fit into that? Do you have because I'm, I would imagine you dedicate so much time and mm-hmm. yeah, how much time do you d- dedicate um, to everything that you have to, do? especially now? Because I mean, you said you're yeah. five, so you got to go all in now. So how much, how much time are you actually putting into what, what you're doing? Now? It's really not an exaggeration when I say it's almost every waking moment of my life. <laughs> really, <laughs> like, like, like that. And some, my best friend the other day, I was like telling, I was like saying I was feeling pretty like burnt out and almost to the point where like I was not like dreading getting on stage, but. That's always scary. Like I would have shows at night and I was like, yeah. if this got canceled, I wouldn't be mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would just love to go get dinner or something, <laughs> you know, which is scary. And that's a sign that it's too much. But yeah, she always. just pointed it out and she's like, you work every day. And I'm like, no, she's like, you work seven days a week though. Right. Like you're on stage every night. And when you're not on stage, you're writing or pitching right. yourself or making content or handling business. So as of right now, it's, it's a, the best relation. It's a relationship. Sure, That's my relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the sense that it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And it's also ruining my life. Like it's true. But at the same time, yeah. it's when you look like five years into the, like you can't, but if you were like in, in five crack years, open it, those third no, eyes, baby. If, yeah. If, if in five years, like think about it. If in five years you stay consistent and you look back, you're like, it's because like I'm here today because of, that. of having no life for yeah. a couple. Yeah. I know it's going to pay off. I already right. see it paying off and things like that. Okay. Um, and honestly, like I have just recently romance has been such a distraction and I always notice that it like throws me off my game. Mm-hmm. And so even when things are going well with a guy or I'm happy or whatever, it's, I feel like statistically it's going to take from other things. Oh no. Yeah. It has, it, to. It has wow. to. And I, for me mentally, like, I'm like, don't, I don't want that energy around me. I always notice it distracts me. Well, what She's if you always. get like good content out of the, out of the relationship? Cause yeah. like, a lot do. of comedians, a lot of, exactly. A lot of comedians, mm-hmm. they talk about like their wife, their family, their kids and all that stuff. So it's like, maybe you get. Always, always. But new material. I can also get new material by like going to Starbucks and like seeing some douchebag in line. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. all material Rather at some point. I guess. Yeah. And a lot it of my is. comedy is about dating and sex and relationships and stuff like that. So I tell every guy whenever he's like, are you going to talk about me on stage? I'm like, don't do something fucking weird. And I won't. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, don't be a douchebag, yeah. you know? Yeah. So are you da- are you currently dating or? Yeah, yeah. She's with that- her, her work. Wait, right. Other than, other than I have this lover. Um, <laughs> yeah. Other than the work. <laughs> First name stand, last name up. Um, <laughs> you know he's great. Um, no, it's a woman. Stand up, get it? Um, no, uh, I'm not. There's nobody. Okay. And I love it. Really? Yeah. I just um, I I've had a lot of like, my last relationship was oh man, four years ago now. Four years ago. Okay. So I've been technically single. I've had versions of dating. So right around the time where you actually started getting back into. To, to, to stand up when I started doing stand up specifically and when I started pursuing comedy full time, like really doing it. That's, so that's when things ended. I think that's mm-hmm. what we need to talk about. 
Okay. So then what happened from, so then you were in a relationship, how long was that relationship for? Three years. So what happened? Talk, t- take us through from start to finish. Why, you know, how, how'd you guys meet? What'd you guys go through? And then why'd you guys break up? Yeah. So um, we met in the music business. Ooh, whoops. I met in the music business. Um, I was a publicist. He was a manager. And then we started working together. And then we started working together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Overtime. Uh, working overtime. Yeah. Working overtime. Right. Extracurriculars. Yeah. Right. Um, he was older than me and very important relationship the first person i consider myself to have been like in love with and and really intimate with very important guy um but it was an abusive relationship so physical mental and emotional abuse so it didn't quite end the way a typical breakup is you know girls are like i just you know we just said we parted ways but i parted ways with the restraining order you know and like yeah um but to that token it was the most important relationship in the sense that it really illuminated all of the things in my life that I was actually unhappy with, you know, and, and when you go through something like that, it's going to force you to kind of like shed a layer of yourself. Um, and one of the main things that I noticed was I wasn't doing any comedy when I was in that relationship and I kind of hated my job and so on and so forth. So definitely left him catapulted into comedy. That was how that. Do you think that because of that, you have a little bit of trauma of, of bringing somebody back in? Totally. Right. I am like a rescue dog. Like mm. I am like, like I joke about this all the time, but like when somebody gets too close, I'm like, like you know, yeah, like it's yeah, very, yeah. and it's bigger than me. And I, I work on it and I've gone to therapy. I've done all the everything to try and, you know, but I don't think guys have to know when they're pursuing that with me or if they're interested in something like that with me, it's going to come with this. I, I hate to say the word baggage because that has a negative connotation, but sure. It's just, but it's just like you, damaged goods. Do you, do you disclose that when you when you meet somebody, or like, is that something you, you you tell them? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty. I, I'm an open book about it. I'm actually a big advocate for domestic violence, and I like to be the person that'll talk about it when other women won't. And I've seen talking about it on stage bring other women to come. It's it's great. I I love being open about it. Um, when it comes to a dating situation, I. I reserve details until I think I can really and so comfortable, comfortable, right? Because um, you know, again, like how we were talking earlier about women, like I've seen, I've told guys that I've dated, and then I've seen in their. I told a guy I dated a couple years ago in New York, and he goes, "Oh, you? Oh, he went to jail." I go, "Well, yeah, he went to he went to jail because." You can't hit people and, <laughs> and threaten to kill them and their parents. Yeah, and like, yeah. you know, like you can't do those things. And like, he goes, wow, he must hate you. And I was like, what? Like, and this was a guy I was dating and seeing for a couple months. What an idiot. Idiot. But you, you imagine how that makes you feel as a victim. When you hear that, you're like, wait, what? what the you, fact like, that I, like, I, I'm not affected directly from it and I hear that, I'm like, how ignorant do you have to be someone be mm-hmm. to say something like that? Yeah. A gen- in general, objectively, that's a terrible response. <laughs> yes. Very bad. Yeah, absolutely. But that was one of the first, and that was one of the first guys that I really, really liked after my ex and was pretty consistently seeing. And I waited, I reserved those details until one night he asked and he was like, what, what ended up happening with that? And I gave him the cliff notes. Like I was like, listen, we don't talk because there's a, government document in place yeah, yeah. that that is keeping us 250 feet away from each other and like this is what the situation is and to just immediately have the whole experience like oh he went to jail he must hate you and i was i was like flabbergasted at, at dinner with him i was like what i was like 
I, I'm the one who should hate him and yeah, I don't even hate him. Like I just, and he was like, yeah, no, it's bad. It's bad. I broke it off immediately. Yeah. Was, that was immediately. My next He's like, you want to go back to my, I was like, no, I got to go home. And the next day I called him and I was like, no, that's it. Can't, you know? I mean, obviously for good reason. Yeah. In that relationship with that domestic abuse, how long, like how long did you stay? Like, Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people, they've, they can't leave or they, they don't take they don't have the courage correct they feel afraid what happened at that part in your life in that relationship where you said hey listen i want to remove myself from this situation was it immediately or how long was the relationship for again almost three years almost okay. Three years. okay yeah um i didn't it's you're right about all of those things it's it's incredibly hard to leave of course um you have somebody who is physically mentally and emotionally just completely completely taking advantage of you so at that point too when people because there's a lot of misconceptions with that why didn't you leave why did you stay why did you let it happen how could you stick around all of these things which again are so ignorant to say and you know well you're you're mentally and emotionally compromised like I attempted leaving so many times I also was in a situation with somebody who was abusive and manipulative so the second I got two steps away I got like like, yeah. r- like lassoed, pulled, in, yeah. lassoed right back in or he'd stalk me and find me and show up in my work or like whatever and then before you know it you're you're back in the cycle so yeah it was i would say it was like half the relationship like the first year and a half was just kind of like dealing with it and watching his patterns and learning who he was and then the second year and a half was like i think i think i gotta go and i, I know i gotta go but like oh, how yeah. how and uh, and and should i and you're in your head and it's complicated. In, yeah. In hindsight, do you see re- certain red flags that take you back? We're like, man, like, because obviously domestic violence, it's just, it's not from one day to another, right? So no. Maybe certain signs where maybe they yell at you or they call you certain names. Mm-hmm. Uh, they call you certain names oh, yeah. or mm-hmm. or something that takes you back. You're like, man, this is where I sort of put my foot down and say, hey, listen, I don't, I won't tolerate this or remove myself from the situation. Do you have those moments? Yeah. And answer that, but yeah. I'll have a piggyback question. No, uh, absolutely. Um, I definitely do. And they were all things that, listen, I was I was young. He was 17 years older than me. It was the first time I was in love with somebody. Wait, but he was 17 years older than you? 16. Yeah. I was 24 and he was, yeah, he was 40. Jesus. Okay, I'm sorry. Get, get 15? No, I don't, that's so, close, something relevant. like that. I'm yeah. just thinking someone at that age to be active. To be dead. But, okay, carry continue. on. Oh, trust me. You're, you're with my, my mom was like, excuse me? When I was like, he's like 38, 39. She's like, you're 24. And I was like, and she's like, what is he? He had a kid. My mom, you know, my mom, she's like, she's like, why isn't he with his daughter? What is he doing running around New York City with his 24 year old girlfriend? Like so many things now that I'm like, oh, and it's anyways, right. That's a red flag. Okay. But at the time, young men, you young boys looking at you, all you young men, you fucking, you fuck around. You don't know what you want. So it was refreshing to have an older guy come in and pursue and, and lead, lead and, and wine and dine and he knew what he wanted and it was me and blah 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 and you like that's what i gravitated towards really okay and he was great at his job we were in the same all these things but yeah tons of red flags okay. like tons of like uh he had he had spoken negatively about his exes like really really badly and was not on good terms with any of them and one night he's like, oh, she's so dramatic and over emotional. Like she said she had to hide in the closet from me because like I was too much one night. Went right over my head. You're there like and I'm like I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, you guys are more. playing hide and seek? Oh my god. I wanna play. I wanna play. <laughs> yeah, like I was but right over my head. Okay. Um, another night he was like drunk and crying and he's like, You're you're gonna leave me one day. Like and I was like, What do you and he's like, I just he goes, You you will leave me one day. 
I will lose you one day. And it was weird, but it, it was like little things. And then like the way we fought, like there was like one night where he was drunk and I was trying to get into my apartment and he slammed the door closed and slammed it on my hand. No. Yeah, and didn't care, saw my hand was there, slammed it shut. And I, I didn't even clock that as abuse. I was just like, oh, he's drunk and we're having a bad fight. Like it, it was just, and it wasn't until it started getting extreme. And then I was like, oh, this is, and, and you don't know, like everybody in your life is like, you're being abused. You, you're a victim of abuse. And you're like, am I? No, no, we just fight bad. It was just weird. I don't know, you know, so. You think it's always somebody else. Like, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm in love. I, this is nothing. It's just 100%. a rough night or, you know. And how could it be abused if like, like we had sex? Like yeah, we love we each other. We love we each talk, other. We hang out. Like there's no way this could be abused. Look at the nice things he does. He says I'm his person. He wants to, oh my God, but so much so much of it is good. So much of it is positive. And it's like, and again, yeah, too, too you're 100% right. You don't want to. Nobody wants to look at themselves as a victim. Yeah, that's, that's another yeah. thing. Yeah, you hear it and you're like, no, like you're being word, dramatic. Like, uh, me? Uh, me? No. no. I'm like, never. I'm strong. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah, and it's and it doesn't feel good to to. Yeah. I, I had I what I wanted to bring yeah. back off of you was um, so he did show you these red flags, but um, did he ever share maybe any previous experiences outside of that, like mm-hmm. actually for it to lead into the. Like the actual abuse that he was that he was doing. Do you mean previous experiences with other women? Yes, yes. No, so uh, no. Like what? What would start? What triggered the, that abuse? Like what in him? Like from one day to the next? Yeah. Like what? What? What was he going through for that to to commence? Well, a lot of things. So for the most part, he kept most of his relationship history pretty much under wraps, and I didn't mm. actually learn about it until after. Red flag. Red flag, big time, yeah. Um, and there are things now that I would clock as a red flag from a mile away. Mm. Like the way somebody talks about their exes, not good. Like if if it's like, she's fucking crazy, I hate her, she's insane, get her away from me. I feel like you should always leave a relationship and be able to at least still maintain some respect for the other person and be like, hey, it didn't work out. And maybe, what? but everybody was crazy. Yeah. Everybody was insane. His ex was insane. Uh, he talked about a fight one night, but only told one side of the story with one of his exes. She was, I don't even know, she threw like a wine bottle at me. She's insane. And then I later get like the police reports when I'm going through my shit with him. And like, he took her head and slammed it into a metal drawer. Like, it was like, he d- he only would tell you like- Bits and pieces. Cr- bits and pieces. Mm. And then the exes that the worst shit happened to, I legitimately didn't know about. And I learned about from a background check. Yeah, my life was an episode of Law and Order. Like legit. <laughs> <laughs> laugh about it because it's funny no it's not um it's not yeah it's dark I, is what it is yeah crazy yeah crazy. i like almost passed out when like the background check got emailed to my phone and this is after i had left and i was in all my i yeah, was like this i was is already after the relationship yeah. i like ran to the bathroom and vomited <laughs> like i swear to god i was like i need like a minute repulsive. like repulsive yeah. it's like guy. a whole different person that you thought you were dating when in, in reality it was this monster i yeah. joke about it and i'm like run background checks before you fuck people and people are like what i'm like i'm not kidding like before you get into it with people and commit to people i'm like i've heard of that people say hey like you know especially maybe even when you get older even so but even at our age now like you got you, sometimes you don't even know these people and and and, and if you date people that you know friend circle maybe you've known them for years but if it's somebody that you have no connection to I've heard of that. You, you're reading my mind. I was just yeah. about to say, especially in our culture now with dating apps or, mm. or meeting people out or meeting people randomly, you have nobody to like reference. That's what I'm saying, yeah. 
at least in a friend group, you it gets it. back to you what exactly. happened. I had no reference point for him at all. He was like uh, the first person I dated completely out of my friend circle. So he could be whoever he wanted to be. So could I. Yeah, like he, it could, you know. I mean, he was like 16 years older. There was no way he, <laughs> he knew anybody of your friends, right? I mean, yeah. And he knew what to hide, what what to was, share. It probably wasn't his first rodeo. No, no. yeah, yeah you're at probably all. No, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah he was. Uh, Unfortunately, he was I bet you somebody else is with him right now, probably going through the same thing, not knowing what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the scary part. Yeah, because until you get that, I'm I'm such a big advocate for it. It doesn't need to be therapy, but we all have to take care of ourselves. 100%. We have to be self-aware. You have to deal with your shit. You have to own your shit. You know, face your demons face on. And until you do that, hurt people will hurt people. So I, to my knowledge, from what I know from one of his exes that I keep in touch with, nothing's really changed. It, it's not surprising. But wait, how does she know about him? And you. They have a child together. Oh. I helped her with her custody battles, sending affidavits to prove that he was abusive. And she helped me with pressing charges and sending him to jail. And because we had affidavits just vouching for people. Sure. Pro- yeah. And all that kind of stuff. So right. we vaguely keep in touch. And it doesn't really seem like he's changed too much, which breaks my heart. And my concern really now is like, That's yeah, like- who else? Who's next? Like what else? How? So, so did we ever identify, like, did he ever seek help? Did he ever get some sort did of, like, understanding? Like, what apologize? led? What? No, not, yeah. so, not even so much apologizing. Because oh. he doesn't think he's wrong. No. My thing is, what, even in his head, like, did he ever say, like, well, I'm like this because of this, or this is why I had to do these things, or... I don't know. Like, he did. To him, what did what made sense to him? He did, and he does come from, there is trauma in his background, and he did share that with me, but my issue with that is if you're comfortable enough telling people and you appear to have this understanding of the self of why it is you do this, then you need to also own your shit and go fix it. Like, that was the issue. It was like, well, my uncle molested and my dad left and all these different terrible things that happened. And this is why- Every story in the book. I just dealt with a guy who did this, who gave me a whole narrative of like, let me tell you why I am the way I am. And then I'm like, but what are you doing to fix it? Because then that's where it's manipulation. Mm -hmm. You're using it just to get away with your shit, but you have no intent to really change. You don't really feel bad. Bro, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so frustrating. Imagine, like, I, I'm here trying yeah. to take advantage of you, and I'm like, but I told you I'm trauma, like, yeah. my trauma. That's like, it. Trying to justify that's it. legitimately like, it. What do you do something about it then? Yeah, well, you know what I've been through. And I'm like, well, look what you're putting me through. This is just a transfer of pain between, <laughs> like, two people. That's it. I always say it's, it's what happened to you in the past, a lot of times it's not your responsibility, but it is your responsibility to, to fix who you are. Preach. And so you don't do the same thing to other people and cause that trauma. Because Preach. Everything happens to you in the past, you know, my family, my upbringing. Okay, cool. But how now you're aware of it. Do something about it. Do something if, about if it. If not, now you keep doing this, repeating that cycle. That's- don't let don't let the consequence, don't let your new person suffer the consequences from the last person. Mm, absolutely. I say that all the time. Yeah. Like, if you're going to start with someone brand new, clean state, you don't know them. What on earth do they have to do with what your last relationship did to you? Now, I'm not saying that there's just trauma that you have to be careful with, but at the same time, j- let's say your ex would cheat on you all the time and he decides to put his phone down or away or whatever. I just, where's yeah, your phone? I know where this is going and I love where it. Where is yeah. your phone? And yeah, it's, yeah, and yeah. it's like, what do you- Like a trigger for that. Have thing. I ever given you any reason for whatever? Fix your hair a little bit. You, you fi- all right, you're good, you're good. Thank you. So it's one of those things that it's like, I never gave you any reason for you to do that or I'm going to go hang out with my friends and it's like, well, my ex used to cheat on me. Uh, I ain't your ex. Right, so this is a totally different- relationship that's what i'm saying yeah it it's tricky 
it's really tricky. And I just I just heard this quote the other day that was like, you're not afraid of new love, you're afraid of old pain. And that sent me into like, woo. I was like, I left the planet for 15 minutes <laughs> yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. Like I was like, I need a I need a tramp stamp of that on my body. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah. Um it's so yes, a hundred percent. And it's like you have to take the person in the situation for what it is. Cause then also like you're letting your ex win in a lot of ways. Like if you still take out their behavior on the new person, mm -hmm. like jokes on you at that point, like at some point it's like, but also I understand the triggers too. Like I have dated guys and been involved with guys. And when I see the weird, like, oh, I'm gonna, whatever. I have to take a second to be like, he, okay. The behavior is triggering. Triggering. Cause it reminds me of something, mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's another girl. So then what? I still have to gain control of my shit before I like, before whatever, who is that? Whatever, and I just, but it's like, it takes a second to be like, and then that's also right, find the right fucking person that you can be honest and vulnerable with about yes. that and be like, hey, can I talk? I'm not saying you're doing anything, but do you ever notice that sometimes you do this or when you do that, maybe there's no intent there, but as your partner, I want to, this yeah. makes me uncomfortable. And then you know you're with the right person if they're like, Okay. And this is what bothers me. Can we work on something? Can we work on let's it? Let's talk about it. Right. How do I, okay, how do I avoid that to make you, you have to be able to talk about it, but you got to slow yourself. I just, I've, I've dealt with it this year with guys. Like, what's he doing with his phone? What does that mean? What does that mean? And then I'm like, wait a minute. It doesn't mean it's what you went through before, you know? So it's separating the trigger from the emotion, from the behavior, from it's it's a lot. It's hard. It's I'm hard. loaded with them from my last relationship, like loaded with them, and I have to be like, <laughs> yeah. and like like take a second. Yeah, man. And even this is happening to me now in my relationship, which is tremendous. But I there are certain triggers sometimes that take me back to past experiences, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm feel so comfortable now with the person that I'm dating that mm -hmm. I can bring this up. Hey, this is triggering me, or this is putting me back, taking me back. Now the the key point is saying not projecting that onto them correct making them feel some type of way it's not their fault right but the fact that you're having that dialogue and saying hey this is making me feel some type of way and then and hopefully if you're with the right person they can either give you reassurance they walk you through it they they talk to you about it and then not that that way you can overcome that mm -hmm. specific instance whatever it is but projecting your past experiences and your your past hurt on your current partner making them feel some type of way bad about it bad about it when they're not doing anything wrong is mm -hmm. also not the way to go they don't deserve that they don't no, deserve it no but you have to be able to speak up about it and say, this is my, this is how I feel. You're yeah. not responsible for how I feel, but I'm, you know, you're my partner and I like to have you, keep you in the loop and tell you, hey, this is how I feel. Yeah, no, and 100%. And it's, yeah, and it's it's self-awareness. It's healing oh, with yourself too. Also, maybe sometimes you need to understand you're not ready to be in something quite yet. Mm -hmm. You're not really over it and that's also fine. And like, I am just now realizing, like I would have hated admitting this about myself even six months ago, but now I'm like owning it. Like, I require a lot. Like when I'm gonna get like romantic and intimate and close with somebody and vulnerable, like I do require a lot. And like, I'm willing to now be upfront about that with the next guy that I start getting like close with or whatever, be like, listen, like there, I, I, need, I need a lot. I need a lot of transparency. I need a lot of things like that. And like, I, I'm a firm believer that when you're with the right person, they're not gonna see that as a, like, a detriment, mm -hmm. right? They're gonna be like, okay, like I know what I'm, you know what I mean? So I also think that we're also in like this like time in our lives that we are more accepting of mental health and, 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 and shining a light on mental health and how important it is to talk and discuss and open up about things where before it's like, no, toughen up or, mm -hmm. you know, who cares? Get over so it. I think now that we're all kind of on the same boat, like, 
yeah, I don't think it's about toughening up. It's I have anxiety or I have depression. We should probably talk about this, not hide it. And I think if we're more open in that direction, then we can all embrace yeah. with you know each other, whether it's with your partner, your friend, or a professional. But if we can actually just open up and be be comfortable with who we are, knowing that we need to talk about these things, yeah. then everything else is just going to fall into place. Absolutely. I say that all the time. I joke about it in my stand-up. I'm like, depression is so in right now. <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, going to therapy is like the hottest club. Like, it's like, but... That's kind of true, yeah, though. It is. It's like you're in the freest time for all of that. But then, like, to that point to you, too, like, it's like I encounter it with dating. Like, it's... Nobody really is open about their feelings, my, myself included. There's even times now where I think I'm an over communicator and then somebody, my, my friends will be like, why didn't you just tell him that? Why didn't you just tell him you have feelings for him? Or why didn't you just tell him you wanted? And I'm like, I don't know. Like we're all so like stunted with that. Uh, yeah. I, 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 maybe some people are afraid of like oversharing and, and maybe saying something now they can, now this person is going to judge me or think of me differently. Right, if I'm right. saying that I feel this way about that, I person. think it's just transitioner. Like, like we're transitioning from never speaking about mm. anything to getting comfortable, and right. we're now trying to force to get comfortable. Yeah. So some people are accepting, other people are not, and I think mm. finding that balance, you're finding the right people. Yeah. Where they stand, it's almost like freaking politics at this point. It's it like, really do we talk is. About it or do we yeah. not? Is it awkward? Am I gonna ruin the freaking dinner that everyone's oh, enjoying right now? I completely agree, and it's the same thing in, in a political sense. And I'm not a political comic or really person or whatever, but like even with this too, like we need to start giving people and things grace a little bit because we are in a super progressive time where we have the people that are resisting the change and, and, and holding back, but we have the people that are leading the charge and, and not scared to move forward, even if it's a radical way of doing things or a brand new way of doing things. And like a little bit of grace for people would will go a long way, like how you said. Like yeah. we're going from one point to another, like let people get there when they get there on their terms, give them a little grace, have conversation, be open about it. You know what I mean? Cause there is yeah. so much change going on right now. I'm just hoping that we're all can be accepting to it instead of, cause the more we have people fighting against it, the harder it will be over time because then as time continues, going on there might be another change that we haven't even come up with like right now we're getting comfortable with speaking about mental health who knows what it's going to be in the next 10 years no, who and knows if we still have people fighting this just imagine how hard it's going to be to like start implementing more things that people don't agree with 100 percent. so it's a little bit difficult but it's i'm hoping hard, but, but we can come together even the fact that we are sitting right here now and having this discussion yeah 10, 15 years ago probably wouldn't be happening right now no so uh you know i applaud you for overcoming you know your past trauma and, and you 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 sound Thank and you. you seem like you're 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 accepting of it and you're you're implementing those changes mm -hmm. um i wanted to ask you because you said that uh obviously you you know what it takes for you in order to to pursue dating down the line or, mm -hmm. or you, you you seem focused on your career mm -hmm. you, you mentioned you, you're 30 right yes do you what is next for you like in terms of the, the the grand scheme of things like do you do you believe in marriage? You want to get married? You want to have kids? Mm -hmm. In terms of does does that fit into your career path? I definitely want all those things. Okay. I, I want to be married. I want kids. I want all of those things. Um, I think I've always. I don't think I've ever seen myself as being married or having kids at thirty. Anyways, like I never really saw that for myself. Anyways, okay. Um, regardless of the fact that I'm in a very non traditional career path. True. Right now. Okay. You know, so I don't think I ever saw myself married before 30 with kids before 30, but it is a big thing for me. But I also know me and I'm not going to want that or be ready for that or willing for that until I feel like my career is exactly because. I don't want to be one of those parents that's like weirdly taking it out on their kids or something mm. like, oh, I didn't get a chance to like. 
I am just live my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. So, so my, I want to be ready. Do you feel like there's like a because you are a woman and biological, uh, biologically speaking, TikTok, TikTok, exactly, yeah, yeah, like a, not the app, my right. eggs, yeah, yeah. right. So do you feel some <laughs> type of because we we can have kids in, in ten years, right? No yeah. problem. I don't want to have kids in ten years. Maybe. <laughs> How old are you guys? We're twenty eight. I turned where I turned twenty nine. Twenty nine. Nice. We're, I'm, we're the, coo- I'm the cougar here. Nice. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm thirty, but I'm like seventy five on the inside. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. Falling apart. I'm like covered in Vicks vapor rub right now. Like, like, like keeping it together. Oh my god. I'm like. Anybody have a Xanax? I'm a hooker with a heart of gold. Like, like, yeah. I'm like, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you do you feel do you feel like there is a pressure for you, like that you have to have kids by a certain age? And also, especially you know, coming from an Italian background, which mm. it's really big culturally on family and stuff mm. like that. Do you have that pressure as well? So you know you have biological pressure, you have uh, societal, and, and the pressure. I'm just about to crack, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm unwell. I'm yeah. like making it worse for her. She's like, <laughs> yeah. I um, I don't feel like societal pressure. Like fuck that. Like I'll be a mom whenever if cool. I can still conceive. I'll, I don't give a shit. I also like. I would rather be. If I had a pick, I would love to be both, but I would definitely want to be a mom. 